gear up as Cash Miller and a team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the agency power show. Hello, everyone. I'm Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. And today I've got with me Eric Jackson of Element 47. We're going to be talking about how AI can be incorporated into crafting your marketing strategies and such, you know, because there is a role for it to play. You know, and of course, you know, AI has been making, you know, depending on what you do, life a lot easier and such. So we're going to be talking about that today. Eric, it's great to have you on. Tell us a little bit about, you know, yourself and your agency. Yeah, uh, Cash, thanks for having me on. Uh, one, one of the uh, favorite parts of being in this business is I get to meet lots of other interesting uh, entrepreneurs in marketing. So I really do appreciate this conversation. Um, so, um, yeah, our agency, uh, we're, uh, we started out in the website development uh, world and uh, did that for a number of years and uh, did that only. I, I started back in the day when you still had to explain to somebody why they might need a website. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so, me too. <laughs> that, that ended at some point. I don't have an exact date of when, but then then everybody became concerned about, okay, now that I've got this asset. What do I do to market it? So we, we morphed into an agency and, um, you know, really for us, uh, the first conversation I tend to have with clients is, uh, we're, we're strategy first. And I know a couple of things about you uh, as a prospect without really asking you any questions. And the first thing is you have expectations of what this relationship is going to be. Okay. So I, it's my job to pull that out of you. And that's, that's where strategy starts. You know, they've got expectations. They, they have needs. They're not just spending money, not, not writing checks to me just for the heck of it, just because I'm, you know, uh, smart or beautiful or whatever you want to <laughs> say, it's not true. But uh, so, you know, that, that is our, our number one goal. And that's, and I'm sure that that's what you guys do as well. You got to have, all right, how do we win? How do we, how do we yeah. know that we've arrived at where we want to be? And um, there are times where we work with uh, companies that uh, have expectations that just can't be met. And so we want to determine what that is early so that we have the best possible chance of having success. Um, we're, we've been really successful, of course, with website development, which is where we started out with uh, turning, turning business away and understanding what that strategic uh, uh, initiative or what that, what that end game looks like. So we want to make sure that we work with only those folks that, that we can actually help uh, do a lot of B2B work. Uh, been really strong in that. Um, you know, I, in our business, a lot of what we do is, uh, I'm speaking specifically for Element 47, uh, relationships. You know, we get, we get referred a lot. And so uh, there's a, a large portion of the business world that's the same. And so we uh, make sure that the, the clients that we work with in that space, that their brand is consistent from beginning to end. So if, if I cash, uh, if you get, if you get referred to me, first thing you're going to do is probably go look up our website and, and read about us and see, yeah. you know, is this what you're actually looking for? And I think a lot of folks, um, don't know how many opportunities they're missing because their, their, their brand and their, what they're saying on their website doesn't really answer the questions in the person's mind. Yeah. 
which reminds me of one of my favorite books. They ask you answer. I don't know if you've read this book. I haven't. I've heard of it. I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really great. It's, you know, the the thing that that speaks to me about it is uh, if you're going to somebody's website and you've got a question in mind, you want that, that question answered. You want to know what they do. You want them to speak to, you, you know, what they do and how they do it. And if that aligns, then, you know, you've got a much better chance of doing business with somebody. So we, we help a lot of businesses that, that are, you know, relationship-based selling. And that doesn't mean that we're not doing the usual digital marketing stuff. There, yeah, there's social media. There's usually a lot of uh, content development in the form of blogs uh, and video and other, other content. Um, and then there's, uh, there's other areas where we excel. We're doing a lot of Google ads work. Um, I think there are a lot of misconceptions about the efficacy of Google ads. Uh, as you know, it, it's a really fast way to blow a lot of money and, and show zero result. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of moving parts. It's not something that the average, uh, human without a lot of, uh, expertise can go in and be successful at out of the gate. And as you know, there are a lot of agencies out there that don't really know what they're doing with it. And so uh, we've we've gotten really good at, at predicting what the success looks like based on uh, on the analytics, based on what search volume looks like. And of course, uh, the topic today being AI, there's a, a lot of data that, uh, that that AI is able to provide us, and a lot of the uh, the stuff that you had to do manually with Google Ads. Google ads is doing some of that work for you now. Yeah. You know, they're taking head headlines and body copy and changing it up and, mm-hmm. and, you know, predicting what's going to work the best and, and taking a lot of the, uh, a lot of, a lot of the guesswork out. Uh, in some cases, uh, practitioners will say, well, I like to have that, uh, that control. Uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, the machines are <laughs> pretty quick at picking up on trends. Yeah. And can take a lot of that head, that uh, that work out. Um, and so so we do a lot of visual branding work too. Uh, you know, figuring out uh, what what a brand should be, how it should be presented, and uh, got a, got a great little team of pros, and just we're loving what we're doing right now. Yeah, um, I think that's one of the things that as marketers, I think business owners don't understand. Like we have to deal typically with a lot of different types of businesses, but it's one of the things that makes the job enjoyable because you learn about so many businesses and how they function and stuff. Because if you're putting together strategy, you do have to have a certain understanding of what it is that they do, where they make their money, you know, what's going to work best for them. You know, they say what's got the highest margins and and whatnot. So you got to understand for them what success is going to look like if you're going to be able to help them achieve it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, it's one of the things I've always enjoyed, you know, especially when I get to tour facilities or something, because we've worked with like a lot of manufacturers and stuff over the years. And it's like, what do they look like? What are they doing? You know, it's things we don't you know do on a day to day basis, but it doesn't mean it's like not super interesting. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you can't understand it pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, and I I get asked all the time, "Have, have you ever worked with somebody in our industry before? It's like, no. But you're not that special. I hate to tell you. I mean, there's yeah. there's only many ways to skin a cat, and you know, if I've, I've, we've worked in a lot of different industries, and at the end of the day, it's what what is this again? Going back to what is what is your goal? Mm-hmm. Uh, how can we get your message in front of the right people, and how can we 
uh, get them to, to act in some way, shape or form. It's not, yeah. it's not rocket science. And, and you know, in those, those organizations that have, that, that are, you know, one track, I'm only going to serve dentists. Well, guess what? Dentist n- number 1,547, you're going to get the same stuff that the last guy got. Yep. It's not going to be differentiated in any way, shape or form. It's going to be a template and yeah. nothing wrong with templates. We use templates. We, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a proven formula, but it's not going to be that, yeah. you know, it's not going to be different than anybody else's because we know it works and such, you know, but from a, an owner, you know, like an agency owner standpoint, you know, like I understand, you know, niching down and all of this, but boy, it can be, you know, it gets a little dull. You yeah. know, so I'm, I'm a lot like you in that regard. I don't, I don't want to do the same thing over and over again for the rest of my life. Yeah. I like, I like things to get mixed up every now and then and have new challenges. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what, I think that's one of the reasons why I got in this business. People have asked that. It's like every day is different. Yeah. Yeah, it really can be, you know, you're running your own business, but at the same time, you're helping other people figure out problems in their businesses. You know, you know, they say they need to increase sales or whatever they need to, you know, brand awareness, whatever it might be, you know, so different strategies will apply and you've got to figure out and you're taking from an extensive, you know, knowledge base of experience that you have, you know, then you, that grows over time and then you don't able to apply it. Cause they say, yeah, you know, I've never worked with that particular industry, but it doesn't mean you're special because I can tell you half a dozen other industries that I've worked with that are basically the same thing, you know? So it's, you know, let's be honest. I mean, we're, we're actually business consultants and it's not just marketing that we're doing here. We're, you know, we have to take a lot of other things into account and we've seen a lot and that's an advantage Mm -hmm. uh, just because we're not, you know, going down that same rut every day doesn't mean that, uh, we're at, we're at a disadvantage. It's actually a tactical advantage. Yeah. 100%. Well, we, you can draw on that experience and then see what would work, you know, potentially for them that they can't see because they're so lost in their own business, essentially. You know, yeah. So you get an outside view and that's, yeah, the consulting is a, a fair example for that. So yeah. let's get into the strategy side, though, and, you know, how AI is actually making a difference with it. Yeah, it's. You know, let's say everybody knows, you know, AI is all over the place. ChatGPT, Bard started, you know, Google's using Bard and rolling it out in their search results now, mm-hmm. um, you know, giving you the option to see, you know, what it would look like and such. And then there's uh, a number of other AI related tools, of course, that have come out. But how is it reshaping traditional marketing now? You know, because now we've had it long enough to see what it's the effect is actually, you know, because we're. And we're not that far away from what the one year mark since we, you know, chat GPT was introduced. The, um, the number one thing that I see uh, and the way, and, and I use this example to explain to people what AI is. Um, we, we use it for ideas primarily. Um, so for example, if uh, a, a year ago, uh, pre chat GPT, someone asked me, um, hey, you know, tell, t- I, I, g- give me what your overall strategy would be for a, uh, a candle company. I've got a candle burning over here and I would, I would go probably to Google and learn about as much as I can about candle companies. I would go look at their websites. I would go, uh, explore blogs. Um, I would, I would do maybe some demographic research on people who buy candles. There's all sorts of places that I would have to go and learn and, and really immerse myself, which could take days to, to really do a good job of this. 
or today I could go to chat GPT and, and, and with the right prompt, I can get fed all of this information and get the big picture ideas and go, Oh, that's an idea that I can, I understand what that means. I'm going to go look at soy candles in the market or, um, you know, whatever it's it, any, anything that comes back to you in a chat GPT, uh, response, which you can also regenerate by just clicking one button and, and get it to, to rewrite and yeah. do it in a number of different ways. It just accelerates the ability to come up with new ideas and discover things that you don't know about a particular industry. Granted, there may be times where it's not a hundred percent accurate, but I mean, the data that I'm getting back, is absolutely transformational. It speeds up the the process. Yeah. Um, and it's probably a good time to mention, you know, the other thing that people I think worry about with ChatGPT is, well, ChatGPT is going to replace jobs. No. Uh, ChatGPT, what's going to replace jobs is people using AI. Yeah. If, if, if all things being equal, if I'm not using AI, and you are, you're going to be more effective. You're going to be better, faster. Yeah. You're going to be better. And so you're going to get more business. You're going to be able to do things in a better, faster way and be more successful because it's basically accelerated the search engine. Yeah. That's... It's become something that's, that's, you know, it's generative AI. You're able to go out there and learn and grow and, and do things faster than someone who's not. Yeah, that's what I've been stressing with people is it won't, it, in a sense, it will replace jobs, but it's not replacing them like you would think. It's making it, yeah. it's making it so you don't need as many positions in a you know, particular job. You know, so mm -hmm. you don't need as many writers because you've made the writers more efficient or the strategists or whatever it is, you know, researchers, for example, because, you know, to, to what you're, you know, giving as you know, um, speaking to, because, you know, like if I'm doing the strategy and all the time I would spend searching different websites, looking up different content and stuff, trying to, <clears throat> before I've even formulated a strategy, I had to research the industry, but now, so I might have a small team, depending on the type of business doing exactly that. Now I don't need half a dozen people, I need three of them because they're all going to do it this way and they're going to get fed the information back faster. So I don't need as many. It doesn't replace a position. It replaces how many people in a business I might have doing that job. Yeah. You know? right. But you, if you're the one that's using it, you're going to be the one that's kept, you know, because it's going to be like you're, if you're really proficient, you know, and it will create other jobs. That's the thing. It will, re, you know, there will be new jobs that are, you know, potentially needed, because of what you can do with it. You know, mm -hmm. I think of prompt engineers now is becoming a thing yeah. that are people that are really good at writing the prompts and can understand how to ask it the right questions. You know, they could be nothing but freelancers, but you might go to that, you know, that prompt engineer and say, look, this is my type of business. I need these types of commands. Can you do this for me? And they would do that. And then they would, might move on to the next business. There's all sorts of things that end up happening, you know, whenever an, any kind of an industry is transformed. I say most of the chat stuff, you know, is AI is a time saver. It's this great assistant. That's what it does. It makes everybody more efficient. And it actually, honestly, a lot of the efficiency comes from the things you don't want to do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the example that I've shared recently, uh, in the 1990s, I was in the, uh, uh, what they call the color separation business. It was pre-press. So yeah. it was that stage between the design process and when something went on the printing press. So 
I, I was fortunate to be on the forefront of when the Macintosh began to take over the uh, what used to be done on a light table and in a dark room. Mm. And so I was able to build a business around that. Well, what we didn't see coming was something called direct to plate. So instead of having to create film, you would go digital straight to the printing plate. Yeah. And we were, we were basically being uh, phased out. And so um, back when we were doing everything on the Mac and, and creating film, we, we I worked with a uh, Pearl Drum. Uh, yeah. Pearl Drum company. They make, sure. make, have been making drums for decades. Uh, we would have to take, we would have to create these composite images every now and then that if you did it on a light table would take probably a couple of weeks because it was really intricate and it had to look perfect to, we could do it with the old version of Photoshop that didn't even have layers. We could do it in a couple of days. And now with the version of Photoshop that you have, you can do it in a couple of hours. Nobody wants to work on that stuff for, for two weeks. Yeah, right. So may or may not be right. So it's it's the same thing. It's just, you know, the, we've got different tools. It's like going from a hammer to a nail gun. Yeah. It, you still have to have a human. You still have to have somebody who can put the nail in right and, and, and be yeah. creative. That I don't think you're ever going to completely get rid of. Knock right. on wood. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's just uh, – it's a, it's a tool and – We've had some pushback internally, <laughs> uh, and you know I've had to convince some people and tell the same story. It's like, hey, this is what I experienced in the '90s. It's the same thing going on. Uh -huh. It's if you're not willing to embrace this change, then you better find another line of work, maybe a farmer or something. <laughs> yeah, else. right. Yeah, and, and I believe there are some real places for it. So, for example, we were in a meeting one day looking at a, at a, at a website uh, that somebody else had built. It was something we were looking for inspiration. And there was this puff of smoke in the air. It looked like powder. It looked like LeBron James had clapped his yeah. hands and the dust goes up in the air. And it was obvious. It, well, to me, it looked like it had been shot in a studio. And so you've got a professional photographer with all this equipment and you've, they've, they've thrown this dust up into the air and they've got, had to get the lighting exactly right and take five pictures of it. And uh -huh. hopefully something works out or you could just go to mid journey. Yeah. And and does that one image mean that much? I mean, no. That's the perfect example of using AI to create images. Yeah. You can get way better than that. I mean, I, I'm, my yeah. mind is by some of the stuff I've been able to create mid-journey. Well, Just a little party trick is I'll, I'll be in a networking event or uh, a mastermind group and tell them, hey, tell, give, give me a, describe a picture that you want me to create. And uh, three minutes later, you've got four different versions of something that blows your mind. Yeah, I think that's one of the things like, you know, from a marketing perspective and a strategy standpoint and stuff is, you know, using AI, some of it's about doing things, you know, quicker and whatnot. You know, we do the same kinds of things. You know, if you're talking, um, you know, like, campaigns you might be running or messaging or things like that it's you know you're using it to generate more ideas quicker we use it in you know for the design side i always yeah. i always like to give the example because we use midjourney too and I, I give the example i said look it's not meant to design your website but think of the icons that you might want to use on that site that you want to make custom and stuff and you would take how many hours to you know to create icons yeah. Or you're going to spend the time researching icons, you know, and pulling them from some library. You yeah. want to be able to incorporate them into the design. That's fine. Have it design your icons. 
you know, it's an assistant. You're not asking it to do the whole page, you know, but you know, you can get that refined and you can end up doing it a lot quicker and give you the ideas that you want to incorporate. So it's, it's stuff like that, that you can use it for. Yeah. And back to the idea generation part, you know, it's, it's, it lets you see things that you would not never have otherwise seen. And yeah. you essentially spoke them into existence by talking to a machine that pulled yeah. them out of there. Just, it's magic. Well, and if you, if you think about it, let's like say along the lines of, you know, strategy or concepts you're trying to come up with and stuff, you know, we do a lot of branding and logo design and stuff. Well, we don't have it design the logos. We do in a sense. We'll yeah. have it do it from the idea standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, because one of the things that's really hard when you work with someone, you know, on any kind of a logo, a lot of times they don't know what they want, yeah. you know, and they can't really decide. So what you can do is use AI, you can have it generate ideas so that mm-hmm. you can show them a bunch of possibilities, you know, and then let them say, oh, I love this direction. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to use that particular one, but I have a better idea of what you're looking for so that I can cut down on the time I'm taking to actually, because I'm still going to do the design like I normally would have, but I'm not going from scratch. Now I can make my concepts along the line, that line of thinking, you know, and I was able to do that and generate that really quick. You know, it's this, it's the same thing as if I had literally gone on a site with a ton of logo examples so I can, you know, understand which one do you like, which direction do you want, you know, when you're doing it, because, you know, no matter how much you tell them, you know, the, you know, like this is about your customer. This is, you know, what's going to appeal to them. They still are. What do I like? You know, right. so it's got to appeal to them in some level. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure you've never heard the phrase. I'll know it when I see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, let me show you a bunch of ideas and I'm not going to look for a book of mug shots and yeah. see if we find the suspect. It's yeah. Just- and that's the idea with AI is because there's so many things that kind of go into like marketing strategies or elements of campaigns and stuff, things that you're doing. The idea that you can use it to, you know, generate the, you know, you can generate concepts, you can mm-hmm. come up with headlines, you can do a number of things a lot faster and be able to see what your options would be, whether it's just ideas, you know, or like say visual elements or you know, whatever it is that you need. Yeah. And, you know, we, we can use it for persona development. You know, yes. let's say you've got a client that's got three or four different types of clients. You can flesh out who those people are and what they look like and what their, uh, what their, their needs are and what, where to find them. What do they do for hobbies? Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. Do with it. Yeah. Uh, something I talked with uh, someone about recently is that, you know, if you're running Google ads and stuff, you know, so let's say you start with um, ads that are, you know, I'm targeting the entire country. Okay. But then you notice that you seem to get your leads from a particular area or whatnot, you know, say it's a large city, but you're seeing the people come in, you can actually help it analyze, you know, use it to help you analyze why, you know, what is the actual demographic that it's hitting on? Then you can start shutting stuff off and then, you know, duplicating the demographic and saying, okay, instead of the whole country, I want to target certain cities. So which cities have this demographic? Right. And then you target those cities because it has the same traits of the one of one that you're already targeting that's successful. So it's using it to figure out other, you know, locations in this case, you know, that you might target that are going to be able to emulate, you know, something that's already working. You know, so analyzing that data and saying, okay, do this, you know, 
here we go. These are, <laughs> you should be going here. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a, it's just such a, a, a great tool. And of course it, um, it also takes money out of my pocket. I mean, just me going on Instagram, I, I was talking to somebody, uh, today about, uh, purchasing things on Instagram and an hour later, I actually bought a t-shirt off of Instagram. That was just, <laughs> they, you know, obviously they know what I like. They can see what accounts I follow and, uh, merchants are able to position items in front of me that some I've, I've, I've gotten all, I've bought all kinds of stuff that is just, mm -hmm. I never would have found, would never would have known about before. And so every time somebody tells me I'm a little freaked out, I, I think they're listening. No, they're, well, they could be, but I mean, <laughs> they're, they are analyzing every move that you make that may freak you out. But at the same time, let me, let me encourage you to go watch the five o'clock news uh -huh. and see what the ads like are there. If you are between the ages of 65 and 85, you'll probably, it will probably resonate with you because yeah. it's all, uh, medicines and all these, these, uh, <laughs> these ailments that these medicines can fix with social media and other platforms. You're, you're being served the things that are most likely the things that you need in your life. And, uh, that freaks you out. I get it, you know, but the bottom line is I would rather have that than Metamucil ads. <laughs> yeah. They've solved problems too, but they're not, they're not my problems. And, uh, and that's what, that's what merchants want. We want to be able to solve problems for people. Yeah. That's what, what companies are essentially started to do and AI and all the tools with it. Or that's it just accelerates that that connection yeah google's always had like i said they've been incorporating bard into their you know into the results and such and google's mission has always been to provide the most relevant you know information yeah. and the best user experience that it can and so you know they're being careful about how they test this but you know because you know we do know that some of the information that's been presented you know, by AI, sometimes it's a little bit skewered and off and stuff. And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, so you're going to continue to see these kinds of things. But the, the beauty is, is you do get a lot of like additional insight into stuff. You know, you have to think of it, I guess part of it is, is like, you have to think much broader about what it can do. You know, everybody think, like say, if you ask them, it's like, you know, why does it exist? You know, chat GPT and they'll say, well, it's a language learning model. And it's, this is, it, you know, it can do these certain things. And what we're finding is that we can do all sorts of other things with it that it's capable of doing, but nobody's really advertising about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, it, so I'm in, I'm in a, uh, a group that meets every Monday morning and we talk about, uh, AI and these are, these are, people that are outside the marketing industry. And it just amazes me the innovation that's, that's coming around it, a lot of it based on chat GPT or other large yeah. learning language models. And, and it's, 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 it's scary and fun all at the same time. Uh, it's just really hard to keep up with, but at the same time, it's just, you know, for somebody that likes a lot of distraction and likes to learn new things, this is a great time to be alive. Yeah. It's, yeah, it really is interesting. And so, you know, you can use this, you know, if you're trying to develop marketing strategies or even other kinds of planning for that matter, um, you know, there's a lot of uses for it. You've got to be willing to experiment with it, ask it things, see if it can do stuff. You know, we've done, you know, we've written a number of, you know, prompts and stuff that can help us pull data, 
you know, for different things, you know, whether it be for sales reps, you know, that are, you know, talking with prospective, you know, clients and whatnot, or, you know, for other staff internally based on what they're doing, you know, you want to be, you know, looking at it that way. How can it help me do my job better? If you are a business owner, there are, you know, a number of things you can do, you know, from a research, uh, research standpoint to see, you know, if there's other opportunities, like I say, from a market, it's not going to write your marketing strategy. I mean, technically it can, you know, but if you're putting the plan together, it can help you on a number of fronts to be able to formulate the strategy. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, um, in sales, you, you, uh, you want to, you want to be able to speak the other person's language. You want to meet them where they are and be able to explain things in their language and chat GPT can help you do that too. Uh, some, some folks may see that as, uh, uh, not genuine, but I see it as, Hey, I'm meeting somebody where they are and explaining it to them in yeah. a way that they understand and, and trying to get them the most information I possibly can. And so they can make good decisions and feel comfortable. Yeah. I was recently given the example that, um, you can have, so say for example, you're running Google ads, but you're running to a certain, you know, it's a certain demographic. Um, it could be a certain area of the country or whatnot. And they'll, and you know how you kind of develop lingo and just, you know, ways of saying things you yeah. can, you can ask it, um, you know, to write you headlines for your Google ads that would speak to that area though. You know, so I want to say this, this is, you know, here's what I, you know, but do it. And so if you've got specific words, it can incorporate those as substitutes for what you might say so that it's, it's more familiar for people in that area doing searches and stuff. And they're more likely to click on those ads because you use those kinds of words and stuff that, you know, speak to the region. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and same goes for particular industries. You know, you want to make sure that you're using the right nomenclature when you're talking to somebody. Yeah and not sound out of place. Yeah. And that's the, that's really the beauty because if you're a business and say you, you know, you send things all over the place, you know, maybe you're an e-commerce company or, you know, I say you ship for whatever reason, you're able to make those kinds of adjustments to your campaigns, the way you're speaking. And you wouldn't know, otherwise know what these adjustments should even be. But if you know to ask the question, then it will tell you the changes you should make you know, to your campaigns, you know, that are language based. Yeah, you know, I say it's, it's that's the original intention anyway, is a language learning model. So it can make that kind of a change for you. Say, hey, you want to say it this way over here, you know, yeah. and over here, say the same thing, but you like say, change these words here, you know, and stuff, you know, so like I say, when it comes down to your strategy, if you think about the little nuances that go into, you know, any kind of marketing, well, that's how it can really help. Yeah. We, we were working on a, uh, a deadline policy for our clients. I'm sure your clients never miss their deadlines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've experienced it one or two times. And so we were uh, creating a, a deadline policy. And another thing that a lot of folks don't know is you can tell um, ChatGPT that use the Element 47 website as an example of voice and tone mm -hmm. and write for me a deadline policy. I mean, it did 95% of the work. Yeah. It came up with ideas I never would have had, but it spoke in the same language that we speak in. And yeah. it just yeah. vastly accelerated the, what we needed to say. It yeah. made it better. 
Yeah, and as long, you know, like I say, they still need human editors and stuff, you know, to d double check the way things were written and stuff and doesn't meet the, you know. Um, it's especially good at, you know, like I say, you, you set a deadline policy. Yeah, it's especially good at that kind of language and stuff because it can be more robotic anyway. You know, yeah. like I say, it's, you know, it's in your tone. But even if it misses the mark a little bit, it's okay because that type of stuff, it's not as big a deal, you know, anyway. But I'll tell you what, nobody likes to write legalese. <laughs> yeah, well, and it, and it gave justifications that, frankly, I I knew and understood, but I just in that moment I didn't think of, and yeah. and so, you know, it it made life easier for me. Yep, I've had to do you know similar kinds of projects for me myself. You know, like I say as the business owner, I might want certain things, you know, when I'm dealing with someone else, and uh, you know, it's made that a lot easier and stuff. You know, maybe one day it'll put all the lawyers out of work. That'd be great. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, and you've probably heard the story about the lawyer who tried to use ChatGPT to write a brief and it referenced law or cases that never existed and the judge didn't take kindly to that. <laughs> and the lawyer didn't double check it. Yeah. No, he, didn't. he was running out of time and unfortunately for him, he, he got caught. So uh, check, your, check your work out there, folks. <laughs> yeah, like I say, it doesn't, you know, there's not a substitute there. You do need to double check the things that are going over. Like I say, it's a great assistant. And it's meant to be used, you know, for those types of things that we've discussed today. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eric, this has been great. How would people get a hold of you if they, uh, you know, wanted your help? Yeah, uh, I would encourage them to go to element47.co. Um, yeah, there is a an element47.com. I can't recommend going there. It is a, a lady who wrote a book about collecting silver, which silver is element 47. It's not why we named it that. But, uh, <laughs> element47.co and uh, you can reach out to us in a variety of different ways from there. That's great. So th this is another great episode. My name's Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. We've been talking about the ways you can use AI really to just incorporate into your business and the strategies and the things that it can do if you're willing to embrace it, you know, say as an assistant and such, you know, this thing, it can really make a difference in your business. You definitely, if you're not already on it, and a lot of business owners are still not, you know, looking at it from a day-to-day -day standpoint, they need to, you know, so we highly encourage it. Uh, thank you for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode.